0: Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Dreamer to Entrepreneur. Today, Amanda and I sit down with Lindsay White, the owner of Lindsay & Co., and we talk about all things marketing, which is super exciting for me. I love everything that has to do with marketing, and Lindsay is absolutely an expert on that. When she replaced her corporate income and left her nine to five, she was feeling on top of the world. Fast forward six months, she was feeling desperate for more. She was financially making exactly what she made in her corporate role, which was good money. Lindsay was what you would define as an online business success, but she wanted more. And that's where the director of marketing became an idea for her. So now she is the owner of a successful marketing agency and helps other women gain the marketing skills to go out on their own and build their own successful marketing freelance businesses. So if you feel like the marketing industry is the route that you would like to take, maybe you are a virtual assistant and you're ready to scale, or you are in a still in a corporate role and you are ready to leave that behind. Lindsay covers so much in today's episode,
1: so let's jump on in. Welcome to the Dreamer to Entrepreneur podcast,
0: a show designed to motivate and inspire women to stop sitting on the sidelines of life and finally take action towards accomplishing their
1: dreams. Join us, Brittany Hughes and Amanda Benedict, as we share business advice, as well as our own experiences of starting and building a successful business while also juggling mom life. You'll also hear from other
0: amazing women who bring their own message and advice to the show through inspiring interviews.
1: It's all collaboration over competition here. Get ready to dream big, take action, and always show kindness. Let's dive in.
0: You were previously in the corporate world. So how did you, what made you want to transition and go online?
2: Yeah, definitely it's a good question. So, I was in the corporate world for, I don't know, almost a decade and I was working in corporate marketing for a financial services firm and I was like climbing the corporate ladder, you know, I was getting a lot of promotions and doing all the things you're supposed to be doing, right? And I was very successful, known at my firm for being very successful, but I was just not fulfilled. I felt like I was constantly just like a number in the system. I was working for my bosses, you know, letting them take the credit for all of this hard work that I was putting in. And It took about a year, but I was really questioning, you know, is this the spot for me? Is this the right move for me? And about a year of questioning, you know, why I was in a corporate setting, I decided to make the leap to more of a freelance setting. And the reason being is, again, I just wasn't fulfilled and I was starting to, i just got married. I knew I was going to have kids soon and the corporate life just wasn't that structure. That framework was not for me. It didn't match the lifestyle that I was trying to build for myself. So I took the leap, I took the plunge and you know I'm super happy that I did that. I would never go back to a corporate environment. It's just so much better once you're able to structure a business that works for you.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I completely agree with that. And so you mentioned that it wasn't the lifestyle you had in mind for you. Were you envisioning like, like time freedom you wanted or financial? Like what was, what was the lifestyle that you wanted that the corporate world couldn't give you?
2: It was really both. So first off it was lifestyle. I wanted to be able to go to doctor's appointments and not feel guilty about it. I wanted to be able Mm -hmm. to, when I did have kids, you know, be able to spend time with them and not feel guilty about it. I'm the kind of person I just always feel guilty, you know, and I'd be like, I'm showing up to work 10 minutes late. This looks so bad. You know, I don't like that. So I didn't want to feel that guilt anymore. And I wanted to be able to structure my days, you know, however made the most sense. Like if I wanted to do laundry, I wanted to do laundry. (laughs) So I, it was the (laughs) lifestyle aspect, but then there was also the monetary aspect where, you know, you're getting those 3% raises each year. It's very corporate and it just didn't make sense. You know, the raises weren't stacking up to the value that I was continuing to provide each and every day. And so Knowing that you know each year I was gonna make you know a three to six percent raise, I thought to myself, you know, I can do this same job and give myself raises every six months that are much more than three to six percent.
1: Yeah. So when you got started, did you start your business while you were still working your corporate job, or was it something
2: that you quit and how did you get started? Yeah, so I was in an interesting position because the company that I worked for, I actually was a registered financial advisor with, and I was not a financial advisor in my job role, but that was just like a credential that I had acquired while I was there. And I was not allowed to have any outside business activities. So when mm-hmm. I decided to make this move, I had to commit fully to it and yeah, cut ties with my company and then start my business. So um, I kind of tested the waters with like a couple of different clients and a couple of different things, you know, right before I quit and I was offering it kind of like some free testimonial type of services. And I actually started working on a project with Harvard Business School. And that was kind of like the catalyst where I was like, okay, obviously my services are super discounted right now because I'm in this like testing the waters Mm -hmm. phase. But once I was able to wrap my mindset around, okay, I can serve really big clients that was when I was like, okay, I can make this jump and be successful and create a business out of this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you just kind of jump in and do everything on your own? Like create this business on your own or was there, did you have like a mentor or a course that you took or? Yeah.
2: So I took, um, Michaela Quinn's it's now the, the live free Academy. So I took that back in 2019. So I left my job in Mm. January of 2019 and started the course right then. That's
0: crazy. And so I think I read that you replaced your corporate income within six months. Yeah. So I had surpassed my corporate income by July of that year. Wow. Wow. Awesome. How many clients did you have at that time?
2: So at that time I had, so the first six months was definitely a like a struggle, right? The first couple yeah. of months I was just taking on whatever work I could. It was a lot of VA work at first, a lot of social media work. I was doing some email marketing because my background had been again, corporate marketing. So I did a lot of email newsletter marketing in my corporate career. So I was kind of offering services. However, I could find them and you know land clients, you yeah. know, which is I think what everyone does. And so I was doing that and Then uh, it was right around like April, I think. So two or three months in, I got my first big retainer client. That was kind of like in the marketing arena, social media, email marketing, that sort of thing. And so in April, I got them and I still like... That was maybe 50% of my income goal that I needed. And I was still kind of dabbling in all of the things elsewhere. And then by July, I actually reached out on behalf of my larger client. I cold pitched someone... Because I was looking for expert level content and she was an yeah. expert in her field and I couldn't find any of her content anywhere. And I was like, Where you're an expert in, like, it was a specific research industry and I couldn't find anything. Like, I wanted a newsletter or articles, blog posts that I could link to from my clients' newsletter and I couldn't find it anywhere. And so I just cold pitched her and I was like, Hey, I don't see any sort of email list. I don't see any content. I've seen you speak at conferences. I've seen you be a guest on people's podcasts. Why don't you have any content? <laughs> so I ended up starting to work with her. She responded back. She's like, this is so funny. I've known I needed to be marketing myself for myself for years, yeah. but I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Like I have no plan. I don't know how to yeah. do it. So, her and I worked on my very first in the freelance space marketing strategy plan. So, what we did is we dove into her business and her, you know, what her business goals were. And then we aligned marketing goals with those business goals and then created an action plan essentially to deliver on those different things. And so, that was my first. Marketing strategy plan in the freelance space. I'd done it in my corporate life, but just never in this space. Mm-hmm. And so that's when things really started to click for me and really take off. So that was about June. And so by July, I had kind of pivoted my services completely to focus on offering marketing strategy plans and starting at that starting point with my clients and then delivering retainer services from there.
0: And that is what you teach because I know you now have a
2: director of marketing program. And so that is what you teach, right? Like that that framework. Exactly. And the reason I like it so much is because when you create that marketing strategy plan for a client, it A, gives you an opportunity to kind of like try it before you buy it, right? On both sides, they get to see how Mm -hmm. high level and how much value you can provide but you also get to get the client experience too on the front end and you can deliver an action plan and maybe you guys just don't click or you're not a good working relationship. You can hand them that action plan yeah. and they still have something super value-packed that they paid for and you, know, you can kind of split ways then or you can decide you do want to keep working together and essentially what you just did is get paid to create a proposal. What
1: can people kind of expect when they sign up for your course?
2: So everything kind of relies on this overarching theme of education, right? So I Mm -hmm. want to make sure that you have the skills and the education to feel super confident in the services that you're going to start delivering. So think about that education being kind of like the floor, right? That your stool is standing Mm -hmm. on. I think about this like a three-legged stool. So the, the education is that floor. But then on top of that education, we're going to go through your offer together. So we're going to create what your custom offer actually looks like we're going to do a one-on-one call to kind of flesh that out for you. You have a Facebook group that you can kind of rely on in a community to share these things with, to help you continue to grow Mm -hmm. and see what other people are doing. So there's this offer aspect. The second leg is marketing aspect. So marketing yourself. So in here, we're going to focus a lot on that marketing strategy plan proposal, if you will. So what that proposal Mm -hmm. process looks like, what you should be doing to market yourself and when I say market yourself too, there's a lot of people who are super introverted who don't want to be on Instagram showing their face. That's mm-hmm. fine. Like they, I have so many ideas and methods on how you can still gain a good client base that's stable for you without putting out content every week and being on social media for your business. Mm-hmm. So we're going to figure out what that looks like. And then the third level of that stool is delivery. So actually delivering your services to your clients. And so with that kind of delivery aspect, you always have me to show your marketing strategy plans to before you send it to a client. So I can mm-hmm. take a look and say, hey, this looks really good or hey, let's tweak it here. I don't think that they're going to be very receptive to this, et cetera. And so it's kind of that offer, market, deliver. Those are kind of the three phases that you're going to go through during those first three months of you know pivoting into a director of marketing role.
0: So is mm-hmm. that how long it takes three months to get through?
2: So that's kind of how I have it structured where if you want to just go at an easy pace, it would take about three months. That said, I mean, you can blast, there's nine modules. You can blast through all the modules if that's the kind of course taker that you are. Right. Wow. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I've actually looked into your program like before I got into podcast management, because I mean, marketing is something that I love. I love kind of strategizing and that whole thing. And so, I mean, you're the director of marketing certification. It looks like so planned out and like such a fantastic program to do. I just decided to go the podcast route.
2: Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's super exciting for you. (laughs) Yeah. So how many students have you helped? We've had about 52, I think is the number right now. People go Mm -hmm. through different variations of the program. So Right now, there's three different tiers. I also have a couple of other smaller resources that have a pretty good base of people that we've helped through, like VIP days.
0: And what kind of people hire a director of marketing? Like, do you see now corporate businesses hiring freelancers?
2: a yes, 100%. Yes, absolutely. The one thing that I'm noticing too, especially once COVID hit, mm-hmm. is the opportunities have been growing so much more. My husband actually worked for a big Fortune 500 company that did layoffs, he didn't get laid off, but he kind of watched all of the people who did get laid off. Right. And it's those cost centers and marketing teams are cost centers, unfortunately. So you're seeing a lot of these marketing folks get laid off, but then the corporations are like, we still need marketing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so that's kind of where I'm noticing a huge influx of opportunity because there's a gap there of these larger businesses where they kind of need to cut costs a bit, but they still have to get these services done. So bringing people in for smaller projects or retainer-based work where it's not a full-time employee and they're not paying for the overhead and the benefits and all of that is so beneficial to them. And it's awesome for this freelance market.
0: Yeah. It's interesting you say that because... I was just listening to Michaela's, I don't know if it was her recent episode, but one of the most recent ones where she was talking about like planning for the recession that we may have or probably going to have. And she was saying, you know, that marketing is one of the ones that can get laid off. So if you're currently in a corporate marketing role, there is a possibility you could get laid off, but you can easily like those corporate roles are going to hire freelancers. So as you get laid off in your corporate Mm -hmm. role, doesn't mean you're kind of stuck. Like you can get hired elsewhere as a freelancer and make more money. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a very transferable skill, which is really, really nice.
0: Where do you see, like, what is the future of marketing? Uh, What can, like, say we took the director of marketing and got that certification. Where do you see, like growth happening or opportunities happening within like the next five to 10 years?
2: Yeah. So I think when you look at the landscape, kind of like we were just talking about, these companies are going to need people. They're going to find gaps to fill. I think that in the next five to 10 years, I mean, more closer to the five-year mark, we're going to start seeing this as more of a broader position, one that more people know about. And the reason being is Marketing is at the forefront right now. You know, boutiques, they need to get feet through the doors or they need to get online to stay relevant. Restaurants, they need to get feet through their doors in order to keep their sales up. So they need to kind of figure out what that looks like. And we're starting to see that, you know, Boutique owners have been doing their marketing and they're trying to get online and they don't know how to do it. Or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they have a high schooler who's working in the cash register and that high schooler is kind of running an Instagram account on the side for them, but they're not an expert and they don't know what they're doing. So people are starting to kind of figure out that the freelance market is here and there's people who are experts that they can tap into who are going to provide them such a big ROI compared to, you know, ha- giving it as just like an extra responsibility for their cashier or what, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to start seeing this market really explode in areas that we haven't been seeing ex- as much explosion in. A lot of people who work in this freelance space, they kind of only think about online businesses as potential clients. So there's so much untapped opportunity in your local business, you know, environment, professional services, lawyers, CPAs, accountants, financial advisors, like all of these people need marketing services and being able to be the person who kind of comes in and helps them is so big because they, Mm -hmm. they're experts at what they do. They're not experts at marketing or social media or marketing, Pinterest, you know, podcast management, all of these different things. But as 2020, 2022, as years continue to go on, you have to be present in different places and you have to create content in order to stay relevant, no matter what your business is.
1: So what kind of like different services would a marketing director provide for these different companies?
2: Yeah, definitely. What could they expect? I always, kind of explain my role as you know I'm a director of marketing for my clients and so what that means is I am really mm-hmm. their their marketing partner so I'm going to be almost like the mini CMO of all of their marketing efforts I'm going to oversee their social media I'm going to oversee their content marketing so maybe that's you know blogging maybe that's podcasts maybe that's YouTube videos whatever their mm-hmm. pillar content is I'm going to oversee that content strategy I'm going to oversee their email marketing I'm going to oversee their PR their media their printed marketing even. I want to make sure that mm-hmm. all of the pieces of the marketing puzzle and that marketing umbrella, I'm overseeing all of that. Now, am I executing on all of that? No, absolutely not. I I hate copywriting like it is so not for me. So anything yeah. that touches copywriting, I have a copywriter who does it. Maybe we have a Pinterest manager who manages Pinterest. It depends on the client and their needs. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be the one overseeing that entire strategy and making sure that our analytics check out our ROI makes sense. And that all of our marketing efforts are aligned with their business goals because, you know, Mm -hmm. marketing goals and business goals, you have to make sure they're aligned because if they're not, you could just be spending a bunch of money and spending a bunch of time doing something that
0: literally brings no impact to your
2: business. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I feel like this is just such a wonderful scaling opportunity because like my thoughts is you know, VAs in Michaela's course, or people kind of just starting their freelance business, I feel like the number one question is where are the high paying clients? How do I get those high paying clients? And people that need a director of marketing, those are the high paying clients. They obviously, they have the money for a team and they just need somebody to help oversee things. So absolutely. I can Mm -hmm. see that being a 100%.
2: And I always say, you know, not all clients are going to be a good fit for you. So don't Mm -hmm. go out there thinking like you can't find, like you're finding low paying clients. Like that's okay. Not every potential client out there is going to be a fit for you, but those high paying clients are the ones who need the director of marketing. So you're kind of a shoe in Mm -hmm. fit already.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I feel like I know so many people in the corporate world right now that are in like this type of role. And
2: and they wow. just don't know how to bring it to right their own mm-hmm. level and their own space. And yeah, a hundred percent. It's a hard it's a hard transition to make. And also you don't know what you don't know. So up until really until I left corporate, I didn't even know what my options were. I just knew that corporate wasn't for me. Right. I explored all sorts of things. I was like, maybe I go be a store manager at pottery bar, <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> like, <it was> like- <laughs> it's just not for me. What is my option? That's not this. Like I said, it took a full year for me to even figure out what my options were and what my next move was going to be. Yeah. Wow. So you are a mom now, right? You have a, you have two, two Two little, two and a half year old and a five month old. (laughs) Uh You're busy.
0: Yeah. Little. So how do you, you know, we have a lot of moms as our listener base. Would you say that your life now, juggling motherhood and running a business, do you think that's easier than if you would have stayed in the corporate world? Like, are you glad?
2: Glad 100%, like 1000% do not regret anything easier, I think is a loaded. (laughs) Um, Yes. it just depends, you know, but I'm so happy that I get to spend time with my kids on a daily basis. And, you know, my son is in school, I have a nanny with my, my youngest one. And so like, I can pop downstairs and go see her in the middle of projects and whatnot. You know, I don't work full-time hours. I don't commute to an office anymore. I don't have to do those things. Like my schedule isn't rigid. If my son has a soccer game on a Tuesday at 10 in the morning, like I can go to it. So it's definitely, I wouldn't say it's easier, but it's definitely much more beneficial for the life that I Mm -hmm. I want and that I have.
0: Right. How many hours would
2: you say that you work? It varies week to week, but I would say it's anywhere between 15 and 30 hours, you know, depending on what I've mm-hmm. got going on, what time of year it is and that sort of thing. Right.
1: Yeah. But that's awesome though. Cause you are replacing your income that right. you made corporate oh, working yeah. 40 plus hour weeks. Oh yeah. Working, you know, just a portion of that. And then also getting to spend the time with your kids and that's awesome.
2: Yeah, no, it's been really, really great. And I mean, like I said, it's something that I would recommend for anyone who is in a corporate position where they're just not happy or it doesn't make sense for them in their life anymore. And the income opportunity too, in the kind of freelance space is so much higher because we were kind of talking about how in corporate, you know, you know what your next step is, you know, how to get to that next promotion. You know what your next title is going to be and what your pay is going to be, but If you own your own business, you get to make your own roadmap. So you get to pick what your next title is going to be and you get to decide how much you're worth rather than, you know, a random CEO of a company who probably doesn't even know you. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier to kind of gain momentum and give yourself those raises. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. I know that somebody's listening right now and thinking, oh my gosh, I want to do this. So obviously, if they're already in like a marketing role, it can be kind of a lateral move, you know, to go from, say, a corporate marketing job into a freelance director of marketing role, but say that they're not really, they don't have a lot of experience in a marketing role. Is it easier to start out, say, as a VA? Or do you think they could just go ahead and take your course and jump into a director of marketing role? I created it so that you
2: could have no experience and gain all of the education that you need. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, a glossary of terms so that you know the definition of what you're talking about and what's in the program to teach you. So I kind of started at the very basics so that, you know, if you know a little bit of marketing, great, you can skip that first module. But if you, you know, are truly starting at the basics, then start with module one. And it's like a marketing 101 course where you'll learn all of the Mm -hmm. basics.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, very cool. Say a client did hire you as the director of marketing. And is it kind of just known that you are only in charge of strategy or say, is there ever a time where you would help out with if say if they needed social media, would you also do that as well? Or is this strictly just strategy?
2: Yeah. So the way that I position everything with my clients is, so now I have a a team. So I have a copywriter, a designer, and an account manager kind of help. But it was just kind of started to be like this about a year ago. We have a process that you have to go through. So if you don't have a brand, that's the first step is like you have to have a brand, you need to have a color logos, you have to know what Mm -hmm. your tone is. How are you presenting yourself? What are your values? What's your mission? You know, you need to have all of that to get started. And if you don't have that, we can help you find someone to help create that for you. I can outsource it to my copywriter and my designer to create that brand for you. You have a lot of different options or you can create it yourself, whatever makes the most sense. And then after that, you know, we move into the marketing strategy and the content strategy planning. So we'll create that content strategy plan, that marketing strategy plan and action plan And then after that, you kind of have this action map of, let's say, you know, we're recommending that we move forward with a social media plan an email newsletter and weekly blog posts or something. I can execute on that and you can pull me in under retainer and I can either, you know, work with my copywriter who will create those blog posts. I can work with my designer who will create those social media posts. Or, you know, if I didn't have those resources and I felt comfortable providing that execution, I could do it. Or if my client has a social media manager already, I can just hand them that strategy plan and oversee, you know, all of those different topics each week or each month and have them create those executionary deliverables. So you can kind of position it and structure it, whatever makes the most sense for you and what you enjoy doing and how you like to work. That's why I think it's a great option Mm -hmm. for so many people. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. So where would people go to find your course if they were interested in learning more about yeah, becoming a yeah, director of
2: marketing? Definitely. So I, you can find me on Instagram. My name is at lindsaywhite.co or my website is lindsaywhite.co. What do you think has been your...
0: Ever since you left corporate and started this new chapter, looking back, what has been like your greatest success or a day where you were just, you felt so on top of things and so happy?
2: So we kind of have been talking a lot about retainer packages and, you know, how to be that Mm -hmm. DOM for on a retainer basis. But I recently started doing just like VIP day kind of for like past clients, current clients, like just like random things. And that's been super fun for me because I've gotten to like expand where I'm spending my efforts and like try new things. So recently I did a conference planning VIP day. I went to the like resort that they were having the conference at we walked through the whole menu and like each location and their pre-party, their happy hour, you know, like all of the things. Mm -hmm. And also identified where they needed marketing materials, like what kind of signage they needed and all of that. And that was so fun for me because it, A, got me out of my house. I work out of my house a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and But B, it was like spreading my wings into this new territory that I've never been in before. And So I think it's that continual Mm -hmm. growth, right? The ability to keep growing, learning, trying new things like that energizes me.
0: Yeah, me too. That sounds so, so fun. Where was the conference at? It was in
1: Clearwater on the beach. Very nice. So what is maybe one challenge that you experienced
2: in this journey of starting your own business and how did you overcome it? When I had my son, I think that's when things kind of like got really rocky, right? I had him in November of 2019 and it was just like this overwhelming, like, what did I do? I have this business. I have these clients. I have a baby. Like, how am I going to get all these things done? And there were definitely times where he was a colicky baby, still is quite a screamer. Um, And, you know, I was like sitting there holding him, doing squats, trying to like keep him quiet while on a conference call with a client kind of thing. And it's just like, what did I do? Why did I do this to myself? Yeah. And so I lived in that chaos until he was like nine months old. And then I finally was like, okay, enough is enough. I need to treat my business like a business. I need a little bit more structure in place. And it's some people can manage the nap time hustle really well. And I just couldn't. And so I think accepting that and accepting like my fault there was a Mm -hmm. huge pill to swallow. But no, then I recruited help. And now I have wonderful people who help me, which is great. And so I think that just starting to treat my business like a business and, you know, realize, yes, I'm here because I want to make my work match my lifestyle, but I still have to treat work like work. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: That's something Um, that a lot of people kind of get into that. I don't know if I'd say funk, but When you start a business and you work from home, you almost feel obligated to do everything on your own and not, especially as a mom, you feel like, well, you know, I left my job to do this at home. So I need to be right in all aspects. And
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you don't like, just like you said, you need to treat it like a business. Yeah. And it
2: also allows me to be a better mom too. You know, I can be a hundred percent focused on work when I'm focused on work. And then I can be a hundred percent with my kids when I'm with my kids. And I mean... That's also mm-hmm. still a struggle for some people. So another thing that I rely heavily on is just setting boundaries with my clients and being super upfront about it. Like if, we, if they can't respect my boundaries, then it's just not a good fit for us. And that's absolutely okay. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: one last question, what advice would you give to the women listening right now? It doesn't have to be business work related. It can be any
2: piece of advice that you have. I always say lead with your values, figure out what your values are. And I even teach this when we kind of go through creating offers, but lead with your values, figure out non-monetary values, right? Your time commitment, where you want to be able to spend your time, is family a value to you? Is your health a value to you? And how are you going to fit all of this into your days? And then think about work.
1: Yes. That's such a good one.
2: I love that. Will you go ahead again and tell us where people can find you? Yeah, definitely. So you guys can find me on my Instagram, which is at lindsaywhite.co. I also have a free director of marketing roadmap that you can download if you're kind of like listening to this and thinking, oh, this could be a really good fit for me. I have a roadmap that kind of walks you through how to pivot into this role and kind of get started today. So that's lindsaywhite.co backslash opt
1: Thank you for listening to our
2: Please subscribe and share with all your friends. See you in two weeks. Have a good day.